Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Has the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Matt Zucker. (laughs) Welcome, welcome everybody to Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio. It's Monday, everybody, and my life is spinning out of control, but you'd never know it because you got to lighten up. My name is Steve Miller. I am your uh, host. Excuse me. I am going to introduce our first guest host. Please give a warm lighten up. Welcome to, to Lenny Goldberg. Lenny, you there? I'm here. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't hear the applause. Yeah, yeah. No applause. No applause. See, when I speak, then you answer. <laughs> you still with me, Lenny? Yes. <laughs> okay, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody, this is our first guest host for Lighten Up. It's been a long time. I feel like it's been forever since we've been on, on the air. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, we tried to attempt to do a show last week, but my producer said it was terrible, so she scrapped it. So it never aired. So if people were looking for the show, uh, don't worry about it. You couldn't find it, babe. Anyway, uh, Lenny, say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Why don't you uh, – first, we'll, 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 let's uh, give a shout-out to who's listening to the show, and then you can tell uh, everybody a little bit about yourself. So first, uh, let's say hello to our listeners. I've missed you so much. The United States of China, Israel, South Africa – of course, China's listening, the Netherlands, Italy, and Indonesia. Hello, Indonesia. I don't even know what that is. Do you know where that is, Lenny? Uh, no. <laughs> good. So you're about as good as I am in geography. All right, Lenny. So first, let me explain. So Lenny Goldberg, everybody, this guy is incredible. If um, I found him because I listened to his uh, Torahs. He gives Devar Torahs on uh, – he's got his own podcast – and you can find it on Anchor as well as Spotify. <clears throat> I listen to him on Spotify. It's very inspiring. He goes through the whole Tanakh. And I found him when he was talking about uh, Kings. And now he's talking about um, the book of Samuel. Um, and anyway, this guy knows his stuff. He's a real Talmud Chacham, which means a Torah scholar. And uh, so why don't you tell everybody a, bit, a little bit about yourself, Lenny? Okay, well, I made Aliyah in 1985. And uh, I saw Rabbi Kahana on my campus. I was inspired. And I came to Israel and became a Balchuva. I became a religious Jew. And uh, I've been in Israel since then. I live in the Samaria, in the heart of Samaria, a place called Tapuach, about seven kilometers from Shechem. It's sometimes called Nablus. And uh, I'm here for the last, uh, you know, 30 years or so. And uh, the podcast that uh, Steve is talking about, uh, I'm a big uh, believer that a Jew has to know his Tanakh. Because unfortunately, as important that book might seem, the Bible, it's very basic. Unfortunately, the Jews have a have a very poor uh, handle on the Bible because even in religious uh, yeshivas where they learn Torah, they usually tend to learn the Talmud, the Mishnah, the Halacha, the Oral Law, and the Tanakh, the Bible, kind of gets left out. And that's a tragedy because it's an important book. And it's all, uh, you know, it's so relevant for today especially. And it's understandable that when we were in the exile for 2,000 years, the Tanakh didn't stand you know, out. Because then you really are stuck in the 
exile where the only thing relevant to you is the kitchen, the bathroom, the bedroom, and the Torah becomes reduced to that. But now that we're back in the land of Israel, the Tanakh becomes supremely relevant again because what is the Tanakh? It's life in the land of Israel. You see the Jewish leader, what he's like before the exile, the Davids, the Sauls, the Yonatans, and Yoav, all these great characters. And you also really understand true Judaism through the Tanakh, Jewish concepts, ideas that you'll never get by learning just Talmud. It's like the trees without the forest. When you learn Halacha and Talmud, you're learning details and details where the Tanakh, the Bible, it gives you the big picture of Judaism. But again, the Jews wrote it. The Goyim seemed to read it. And my idea was to get a podcast where the Jews read it and we have Jewish commentary. I don't mind non-Jews listening to the podcast either, but what's special about it is we bring strictly Jewish sources, Rashi, Radak. I bring Rabbi Kahana in when I can. And there's so much to it. I mean, you see, like I see Jordan Peterson has a commentary on the, on the Bible and that's fine. Everybody can do a commentary. But when you have commentary of these scholars, the, again, the Mitzudat David, Abarbanel, the Malb. These are people who know the Bible back and forth. They know every word in the Hebrew. And that's why I do it in Hebrew. I bring the Hebrew verse first because that's the holy language. And you can't translate the holy language. You can try, but you'll never translate the holiness of the language. So I try to bring that in because obviously the Hebrew language is key to understanding Tanakh properly. Wow. Lenny, preach it, baby. First, uh... Let's just translate a little bit for our listeners. Not all of our listeners, Lenny, are Jewish. So when uh, Lenny says the Tanakh, uh, that's the Hebrew Bible. So we mean the Bible. And the uh, Halacha, uh, that's Jewish law. And the uh, when he says the Gemara, the Talmud, that's where all the Jewish law is. That's basically the book where all these uh, Jews just sit and argue all day about everything. It's actually quite funny and very educational. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Wow. See, right there, that inspires me. All right, show's over. I'm going to start reading the Tanakh. Thanks, Lenny. Goodbye. (laughs) So if you guys want to check out a great podcast and learn the Hebrew Bible and learn it the right way, uh, listen to Lenny Goldberg on Spotify. What's the title? It's called Lenny Um, Goldberg. I think if you get the Lenny Goldberg Bible classes, you you should get to it. Yeah, you do a search, Lenny Goldberg Bible classes, and it'll come right up. And start start listening. You can uh, listen to Kings, and then right now he's doing the uh, Book of Samuel, and eventually he's going to do the Book of Joshua and Judges. So that's uh, it, it's great. So he is my guest for today, uh, an incredible man. He's a religious Zionist, and uh, that's what I love, my kind of Jew. Um, anyway, so in America, of course. Now, Lenny, you were in America last week, but you flew out on Thursday, and before the show, you mentioned how the flight was empty, and you completely forgot. That it was Thanksgiving, because they don't celebrate Thanksgiving in Israel. Well, it's Thanksgiving is an American holiday. Obviously, it's an right. American holiday. It's not a religious holiday, necessarily. And a lot no, of no, 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 no. Celebrate it. In America, no. they celebrate it. But right, yeah, right. we don't have much right. to do. We give thanks. For every, every day in Israel is a Thanksgiving. Put it that right. way. We're thanking right. Hashem every single day. That's right. That's right. Um, so... Uh, Anyway, so I want to just hopefully our listeners in America, I I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. And in fact, here, this brings me to my first story, which is good. You're going to love this, Lenny. Um, So I found this over the Thanksgiving uh, uh, weekend. And you're not going to believe this. Uh, Here's the title of the story. Uh, There is a vegan hotline for people triggered by Thanksgiving because (laughs) being vegan isn't embarrassing enough. (laughs) So apparently... For people who are vegans on Thanksgiving, 
if if being with your family triggered you in watching them eat a turkey, there was a hotline that you can call to vent. Do you believe that, Lenny? You know, I, I, I understand that. I mean, a lot of turkeys are getting slaughtered for Thanksgiving. That must be horrible for the vegans. It must be a tragic day. Think of how many turkeys you're, you're slaughtering. I, I guess so. I just love the fact. And here's a tweet from this girl. Uh, how, how lovely. This is perfect for her name. Her name is Karen. Do you know what a Karen is? A Karen in Hebrew is a horn. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean a Karen, the name Karen. In, 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 the, in, in the libtard language, uh, someone who's a Karen is always complaining and whining and, 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 and telling on you for – you never heard of that? Like she's a Karen or don't never be a Karen? Like Lenny, never heard that. The, Lenny, you've been in, 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 in Samaria too long. So this woman, Karen, tweets out, oh, my God, hashtag vegans. Did you hear we have our own support hotline to survive Thanksgiving? This is your typical – liberal who uh, freaks out over everything. This, this is someone who, who will run to the line to get her eighth booster, but God forbid she takes a bite of a turkey. Gobble, 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 gobble. <laughs> Don't they have vegan turkeys for them? Like, you know, soya turkeys, something like that? Who knows? Um, it says here, and this is actually true. This is, it says, uh, uh, the article goes, uh, let me here just read it real quickly. It says, because being around meat can be triggering for vegans, and because vegans don't give us enough to laugh at them over, there is now a Thanksgiving emotional support hotline. Can you imagine calling up this hotline being a, <laughs> excuse me, my father's eating jerky, I can't take it anymore, please someone give me my, give me, give me a booster shot, please I need the vaccine just to get over seeing my family eat this turkey. <laughs> oh my god here's the there's the number ready the phone number is 1-800-HATE-ME <laughs> do you believe that's the number hate meat 1-800-H and the number 8-T meat hate meat isn't that funny <laughs> I think Americans have it too good and little stupid things like that trigger them if you're in Israel going through real problems you wouldn't worry about all that nonsense well, come on. Well, this is the era of Joe Biden. This is Joe Biden Americans. These are Joe Biden voters. <laughs> Here it says, if you if you call the hotline, I wish we can call it live right now, but if you call the hotline, it says press one for personal affirmations to help emotionally navigate a traditional meat and dairy heavy Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> oh, my God. This is insane. Uh, it says also to remind you that contrary to what your cousin Chad says, you are not a soy boy. <laughs> Says press two for useful stats and talking points about veganism and climate change. Oh, we got some good climate change stories, too, by the way, this week. Um, it says press three to scream into the phone. So apparently there, you could press three and just scream. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, and press four, Lenny. Uh, that'll give you a motivational speech, uh, which, will, <laughs> which was inspired by the movie Rudy. <laughs> That's all in the article. Oh, my God. These people drive me nuts. Anyway. Listen, in the days of the temple, you know, they ate a lot of meat. You know, the Kohanim, the priests, they have to eat a lot of meat. And, boy, I can't imagine what they'd be thinking then if we build that temple and start slaughtering animals and eat well, all that meat and all. They had, they had no hotline to call, but we'll be right back after these messages. Don't go anywhere, everybody.
the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Matt Zucker. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, everybody, to Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio. My name is Steve Miller, and let's welcome, for those who are just joining us, um, our guest host for today, Mr. Lenny Goldberg. hi What's up, Lenny? Baruch Hashem. Everything's great. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Excellent. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like, when I went, to, I came back from Israel, we did a show, and I was a little sick, and it's still, I'm still have a, just a little tinge of, of a little left it's of that a holy cough. cough, that holy cough you mentioned. Yeah, that's right. I, I still, it's like, eh, I'm still uh, whatever. But uh, that's another story because... Anyway, here, Lenny. Len, Lenny, Lenny, let me ask you a question. Now, you're married. How long have you been married? Uh, since, uh, gee, uh, 25 years or so. Wow. Mazaltov. That means congratulations in Hebrew. Before I get a note from our producer, please translate all Hebrew words <laughs> to, to English. Anyway, uh, here is something. This comes out of Israel, the Times of Israel. Now, I'm going to have to rephrase things to, to keep it clean because you are representing Hashem. That's what, my, that's what our producer always uh, drills into my ear. You are representing Hashem, Stephen. Um, <laughs> so here, fertility counts worldwide have plunged 62% uh, under 50 years. This is an Israeli-led study that finds that fertility in men have plummeted 62%. Now, Lenny, how many children do you have? I have eight children. And that's Hi-oh! Average. Eight that's children! Average. That's average in the settlements. And wow! We gotta you know, it's a demographic battle with the Arabs. We've got to keep it going. Lenny, let me tell you something. This article's got nothing on you. <laughs> Fertility counts are down 62%. Not in Lenny Goldberg's house, babe. <laughs> it's up! <laughs> so this says, this. here's the article. It says, finding this finding is bad news. Uh, for fertility and men's health, says Professor Haggai Levine. Now, this study was done out of Israel. It says fertility counts worldwide, Lenny, have plummeted 62% since 1973, according to a new Israeli-led research. This study sounds alarm bells. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Apparently not where Lenny Goldberg lives. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, um, here, this... um, they're not sure of why this is happening, um, but they're panicking about it. And it's really quite funny because just like everything else in this world, um, everything is completely uh, like the world's coming to an end. Everything is panicking. Um, so it says here um, – the finding, which uh, of the study, Levine said, our findings serve as a canary in a coal mine. I don't even know what that phrase means. What does that mean, a canary in the coal mine? <laughs> Do you know? Let me... I don't know. I've been out of the country for years. <laughs> okay. So okay. So you don't know. You've never heard that phrase before. Okay. <laughs> oh, our producers. Like... Our producer says it's a warning. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Miss Producer. So it says, um, our findings serve as a canary in a coal mine. We have a serious problem on our hands. If not mitigated, could threaten humankind's survival. Dun, dun, dun. This is all coming out of Israel. 
What do you well, think, co- honey? Co- well, first of all, I thought overpopulation was the problem. That's what they're telling us, you know. But I see <laughs> I it's not. It's not. But just give you a Bible perspective on this, okay? Somebody who understands Bible. The first, me- the first commandment in the entire Bible, which is really uh, a bunch of commandments, the 613 commandments the Jews are commanded. The very first one is be fruitful and multiply. That's right. And you know why? You know why God made that the first commandment? Why? Because he knew if he made that the first commandment, we'd keep reading the book. But yeah, it's basic. And, uh, you know, I think you see a lot of dogs and people have dogs and there's a lot of pet stores. When you see that, you know, there's a lot less kids because people like to have pet dogs instead. So okay. You see a demographic problem there. Well, Lenny, let me just tell you something. Hashem loves you because you are uh, you are amazing at that mitzvah. You are king at that first mitzvah, buddy. Eight we don't children. shoot blanks. We don't shoot blanks. hi Keep it clean. Um, Lenny. You are one kid short of a full baseball team. And if you and your wife join in, you could play five on five and play a full court basketball game. You ever do that with your kids? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, a little bit. But, you know, baseball is a little foreign here in Israel. But uh, okay. other sports for sure. Okay. Wow. You got a whole sports team there. Eight kids. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, <laughs> like I said, this fertility problem that the world's uh, world's encountering is is not affecting Lenny Goldberg in the uh, in Samaria, everybody. Uh, so Baruch Hashem. It says here that we have call, we have urgently called for global action to promote healthier environments for all species and reduce exposures and behaviors that threaten our reproductive health. I mean, these people are insane. <laughs> Um, they're not really sure why this is happening, but they say they think um, the decline in fertility count is because researchers have linked uh, it to counts to widespread obesity, sedentary lifestyles, smoking, exposure to certain chemicals and pesticides. Oh, the vaccine didn't help, babe. Maybe that's the reason. You're, everyone's getting on their 10th booster and they can't have children. <laughs> they don't put that together, though. But so apparently, I guess fat people are having problems with uh, having children. You're not fat, are you, Lenny? <laughs> no, but um, but America's the obese capital of the world. It looks like potato country over there. Everyone's so fat. In Israel, <laughs> I don't I don't see it that way. But I thought when you say fertility problems, it was like they it's purpose they intentionally don't want children. But you're saying there's physical problems and they're not able to have children. Well, they're not sure. They just know that they've been testing this since 1973 and fertility counts have dropped 62 percent. So they're panicking. But you know what? Honestly, do you really you don't really need a scientist to tell us this, really, because all you need to do is just go to a a Beto rally (laughs) or a Starbucks and you can see how men are just completely feminized. I mean, over here in America, no one knows whether they're a woman or a man. So what do you expect? (laughs) That's definitely part of it. Definitely part of it. That is part of it. Hi, Lenny, Lenny. You're so funny. I love how I tell this story and then you go right into the Bible. Perfect. I love how you bring bring fruitful and multiply in. I'm trying to bring holiness to your broadcast. It's so it's so it's so crude. <laughs> oh, you're telling me my 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 broadcast is very holy. We do holy things here. All right. Uh, here's here's another story which kind of has to do with I mentioned climate change, and these people talked about climate change. Um, but here, do you know, uh, this girl, Greta Thunberg? Uh, no. You have no idea who she is? She's like that 16, 17 year old. That's like the big. Oh, lobby. yes. Yeah. She's out of climate change. Right. She's like the climate change. So apparently, uh, she is suing 
uh, this weekend, she put in a lawsuit to sue her country of Sweden for climate atrocities. (laughs) She put out a tweet, and it says, Today on Black Friday is the perfect day to sue the state over its insufficient climate policies. So that's what we did. See you in court. That's my Swedish. Uh, that's my Swedish uh, accent. You like it? <laughs> Look, it's a serious problem. America's committing suicide in this climate change, right? They're closing down industries. They're gonna have just windmills and electric cars, and you know that's why uh, the economy stinks, right? They're going to the. That's the excuse for Biden, which which uh, what's it called? Transition. The transitioning to climate change. Like this is gonna affect the sun. They, you have less. Uh, Electric cars, the sun is coming close. Didn't it used to be global warming? They've changed it. Now it's called climate change. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. But apparently Greta Thunberg is now suing Sweden. And here in the story, it says more than 600 people under the age of 26 signed the 87-page document, which was filed in a Stockholm district court on Friday, and asks the court to rule that the country's climate policies have violated its citizens' human rights. Ah! Is she going to win this case? Here's my answer to Greta and all you climate change nuts. (laughs) Who cares? Climate change. These people think they're going to change the weather. What does the Torah say about climate? Who's in charge of the weather, Lenny? Drop some knowledge on these people. God Almighty. That's right. And these these people want to. That's right. That's right. And these people want to fight Hashem. It says here, Thunberg tweeted that Black Friday is the perfect day to sue the state over its insufficient climate policies. Uh, it says a few hours later, she added a school strike week. So apparently the students, they're going to get even dumber by not going to school. Today, we are 636 young people um, who are suing the Swedish state for insufficient climate action. Therefore, we now march on the parliament to court. Oh, my God. So instead of going to school and learning, these morons are going to sue the state of or the country of Sweden. Can you even do that? Is that possible? <laughs> Hello. I'm there. I'm shocked. <laughs> I, uh, I'm just, you know, no comment. You're, you're so shocked you can't comment. What happens? What do, you, what do you think would happen in Israel if a bunch of Israelis marched on the Knesset to sue the state of Israel? What do you think they would do? There's a lot of lawyers in Israel that probably they probably have a have a chance. <laughs> think? Good Jewish lawyers, yeah. <laughs> they have a good Jewish lawyer. Ay, this world, this world is crazy. Unbelievable. Ay, Lenny, let's see. So we got about one minute left to our second segment. We're done our second segment almost. What do you think so far? You having fun, Lenny? Uh, it's fantastic. I'm being enlightened by your by your news flashes. You're being enlightened. You called it. You called it uh, cruel. Not cruel. Uh, crude. You crude. C- crude. I, I can't believe you. You're my guest host, and you're calling me crude. That's not the way this goes. <laughs> anyway, we got back. When we come back, we got a lot of great stories left uh, here with um, Lenny Goldberg. Everybody, stick around, and uh, yeah, we'll be right back.
the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Matt Zucker. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, everybody, to Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio. We are in our final segment, our first show in a while, with my special guest host, Mr. Lenny Goldberg. Lenny, how are you? Everything's wonderful. All right. I love it. You're doing great, Lenny. I know you insulted me a little bit off the air, but that's okay. I still love you. I'll still listen to your podcast. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> yeah. you're, I love- you're, you're my fan. Yeah, yeah, I am your fan. I, I, I love this. I speak to you, and you don't answer back. There's just silence. You're a trip, man. All right, listen. We're going to get into our next story. You're going to love this story, Lenny, <laughs> because this is right up your alley. Now, you're a Kahani guy. You know, religious Zionist. I'm a Kahani guy. I'm a religious Zionist. I love Israel. I'll fight for the land of Israel. Um, uh, Obviously, we know here in America, uh, we have a lot, and all over the world, but uh, in America, we got a lot of problems with anti-Semitism. It's it's always on the rise, but lately in the last, since 2016, um, it has creeped its ugly head, and now it's pretty much been normalized, and now we have an anti-Semitic government. uh, We have anti-Semitic politicians. So this came out of the Jerusalem Post. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but are you aware now? Here's the latest thing on anti-Semitism. Now, you're familiar with the whole Kanye West thing, right? Yes. Wait, before you go on, Kanye yeah. West, I, I've heard him say a couple of interviews. The man is just like not clear. He can't construct this. Where's the brilliance in this man? Because I'm out of it. You know, I, he's a rapper. I, I don't know his music. I, how is this man popular when he can't say one coherent sentence? Forget about his views. Like, where have we gone that this guy is a millionaire or that he has millions of fans? This guy who can't, who's cryptic in his conversations? Okay, I'm going to answer that question for you with two words. Joe Biden. (laughs) I get it. I get it. Okay. If Joe Biden, the biggest moron on the planet, can become president, then Kanye West can be a millionaire and not construct two sentences. That's not a problem. I mean, look, I've got this radio show, and I'm a complete idiot. (laughs) That doesn't say much. All right, listen, you're going to love this story. I find this story interesting. Here's the new anti-Semitism now. Um, It says here from the Jerusalem Post, um, we are the real Jews. Hundreds of black Hebrews march in New York City. Now, this apparently happened last week. Hundreds of followers of the black black Hebrew Israelite movements – marched through New York City on Monday, I guess this was last Monday, in support of the basketball player Kyrie Irving. Are you familiar with him and his story? I used to be a Nets fan when I was there. I was old from the old ABA, so I used to like the Nets until okay. Kyrie Irving you know, became an anti-Semite. Right, so he basically, for the, our listeners, real quickly, he posted a link to a movie, which is a very anti-Semitic movie, and he says he can't be anti-Semitic because he's black, he's a real Jew, Kanye West kind of says the same thing. Anyway, so now all these black Hebrew Israelites, this is the new thing now. So now, um, not only do we have um, uh, Arabs and the world and the UN who call Arabs Palestinian and the state of Palestine to disconnect the Jewish people from the land. Now, the latest thing is black people are trying to take away (laughs) – black people now are the real Jews and we are not. Listen, the black is, Hebrews, they've been around for a long time. I mean, I remember them back in Chicago, and they, these thugs were thrown out of there. They ended up in Demona in Israel. So they've been around, and they've always been you know, full of hate. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're not real Jews. 
Uh, I will tell you that. Um, but it's just another way. Like, I don't understand. Like, blacks have enough problems in the United States with racism and all their, you know, yelling and screaming about uh, inequality. Now they want to be Jews. Jews are Jews are hated worse than blacks. And now you want to take that away from us? I find it unbelievable. You know, they hold a press conference every once in a while. And they say, we are the real seed of Abraham. We are the seed of Abraham. That's right. Yeah, we, we are the real seed. I'm the real Jew, Lenny. You know what? If, they, if they're the real Jews, then maybe Lenny and you and I, maybe this could mean that Jews are the real blacks. So maybe you're black. I mean, you love basketball, don't you, Lenny? That's true. And so? I can jump. <laughs> you can jump. Maybe you're black. Maybe I'm black. Yeah. I'm the real black man. I'm the real black. I'm the real. You know what? I'm, you know, it's 2022, Lenny. I'm identifying as a black man, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. The blacks want to take my Jewishness away. Well, I'm taking their blackness away. So I'm announcing to the world from now on, I am a black man. I am a person of color. And Lenny, are you marching with me? I'm with you. Listen, just to, on a serious <laughs> note, you know, anti-Semitism always takes different forms, and this is just a new one. But the wisdom of the Torah in our Parsha Shavuah, the weekly portion, you have exactly anti-Semitism beginning, where Esau and Jacob are going at it already in the womb of Rebecca. So it's always going to be there, you know, even though it expresses itself in different ways that maybe Jacob took, took the, the blessing, Jacob did this, Esau hates Jacob. So how it expresses itself, it will always be different. But know that it's inherent in the womb from the very beginning. So that's just part of life, man. There's anti-Semitism in all different colors, black and white and polka dot. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, Lenny. You preach it, man. You a black man, Lenny. Black man living in the Shamron. Shamron, man. Yeah. I'm the real black guy. If the blacks want to be Jewish, then I'm going to be black, everybody. Well, uh, instead of having a Hebrew name... I'm going to take on an African name. Uh, Lenny, what is your African name? Can you think of I, one real quickly? I don't know, but Amari Stoudemire, he's a black man who became a Jew. I think he's a legitimate Jew. Yes, he's he converted halakhically. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Lenny, <laughs> I think, you know what, since your name is Lenny, your African name now will be, um, oh, we'll just go from Lenny to LeBron. You like LeBron James? You'll be LeBron Goldberg. Yeah. How you doing, LeBron? <laughs> and uh, my name, because uh, I have a Hebrew name. My Hebrew name is Avraham, but now I'm going to take on a black name. It's going to be um, J-Ron. Leroy. <laughs> Leroy. There you go. Leroy. I was going to say J-Ron, but uh, Leroy is good. Either one. Yeah. My name is Leroy Miller. How you doing on Lighten Up, Israel News Talk Radio? Yeah. I'm the... Real black man. See, now, let's see how the black people like that. All right. It's enough of that story. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah. Is that all you could say? <laughs> yeah, it's, Any just, new... uh, it's good to be here, you know. What can I tell you? It's good to be <laughs> in Israel. Where, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of a majority still, and uh, we can kind of forge our own destiny and not deal with this, but... Uh, it's terrible what's going on there. Really, a lot of anti-Semitism. It's serious stuff. I it, it, want to make is, light of it. It is serious. That's look. Humor is the only way I can deal with it. And here's something else out of the Jerusalem Post, which has to do with America and America jobs, American jobs and hiring managers. This just came out. I, I don't find this shocking, but I want to get your take on it. 
It says 29% say anti-Semitism is acceptable in the workplace, a new survey finds. It says here that ResumeBuilder.com, are you familiar with them? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's a ResumeBuilder.com. It's a place you can upload your resume to find a job here. And uh, anyway, uh, they surveyed 1,131 hiring managers in November, asking them about their views on Jewish individuals and their perspectives on anti-Semitism. And what did this what did this survey find? This is the American working place here. They, they their survey showed that 20 percent, uh, excuse me, 26 percent of hiring managers say they are less likely to move forward with with hiring a Jew. When asked why, 38% said that Jews have too much power, too much control, which is also tied to another 38% who said Jews claim to be the chosen people. <laughs> These are hiring managers in American companies. They're admitting this. It says a few other reasons were the Jews have too much wealth, the Jews are greedy, and Jews killed JC. That's the big one. That's my favorite when people call me a, a JC killer. You ever called a JC killer? Have you ever been called that? I, yeah, and I told him Christ was Jewish, so you know, that's that's who we killed. But listen, listen, um, gee, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> I can go on basically talking about how the, the this is this is the this, so if you're a Jewish and you want to find a job in America, uh, this is what you're looking at. This comes from hiring managers all over the country. It says here another 26% of hiring managers make assumptions about whether or not the applicant is Jewish based on their looks and appearance. Well, I tell you one thing, Lenny. If you were living in America, there's no way you're getting a job with your name. Lenny Goldberg? Oi vey! You're going to hire that yid? His name screams Jew! <laughs> Listen, if I, go ahead, go ahead. If, yeah. I, if I was a Gentile, I'd be at this submitting for different reasons. Not for what they said, but... You look at like Bernie Sanders and Schiff and Schumer and all those losers and Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Gee, I, I'd probably be an anti-Semite. But <laughs> exactly. The, but uh, but the thing about being a chosen people, there is, there is a real inherent hatred there because that's also in the Bible. And the Jews are chosen people. You can't escape it. Jews want to escape it, but you can't. And really, that's the source of uh, a lot of anti-Semitism. What are we chosen help. for, Lenny? Can you please school us real quickly? What are we we're, chosen we're, for? We're chosen to be a light unto the nations. Ah. Like, by bringing the Torah into the world and showing uh, the proper way to live. But you can only do that in Israel. You can't go in amongst the other countries and try to be some light into the nations because you're under their control. The, the, you're supposed to come to Israel, set up a Torah society according to Torah law, and the nations go, oh, that's the way it's supposed to be. Like in the days of Solomon, that's what happened. That's what we want to get back to. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, preach on my black brother. <laughs> Oh, Lenny, you're so And of course, Ju Judaism has nothing to do with race. You know, it's an idea. You know, it doesn't matter what race you are. Anybody can convert. It's a, it's a, it's an idea. Then we have all kinds of black, real black Jews here. Chinese. Of course. Every, of course. Anybody can convert. Let me tell you something. When I was, I was just in Israel, and I never seen so many different colored Jews everywhere. When I went, I got to study in a yeshiva for a day, and there were Jews of, there were Chinese Jews. Uh, there were very dark Jews. They looked like, like you would think they would look like for an American perspective. You'd say, is that guy Puerto Rican, Spanish, Cuban? But, uh, you know, it was crazy. Um, but we were all Jews. So for them to say any of this stuff, it's just it's just ridiculous. I don't know. It's just funny. <laughs> but you preach on, Lenny. I love how no, you keep bringing in I'm the Bible. You can't, 
you, you can't win because if you're if you're like a right winger aggressive guy, oh Israel's the aggressors, you know, so we're violent. And then if and then so they hate us there. And then there are other Americans hate us because they see the Kissingers, the Schumers, you know, the uh, the this Bernie Sanders who bring an American down. So we get it on both sides, you know. Yeah. So it's tough. It is tough. How do you handle it in the Shumron? Oh, I don't feel it at all here. I'm, you know, isolated from that. You know, that's uh, that's why I made Ali in the first place. <laughs> you and your fifty children. <laughs> Ken your boo. Let there be more. Let there be more, Lenny. Aren't you tired? <laughs> hey, Lenny, you, uh, kill yeah, me, yeah. you kill me, Lenny. All right, listen. I'm moving on to my next story. You're gonna love this one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so apparently, in Germany. There's a trial going on. Um, it says here, um, German prosecutor seeks suspended sentence for ex-Nazi camp secretary. Uh, she is 97 years old, Lenny. She's on trial. She apparently was uh, a secretary in the, I'm not, I'm not going to pronounce this right, the Stutthof concentration camp. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, no, but uh, get the idea. <laughs> You get the idea. So she's on trial. Apparently, um, she was a secretary. So they're trying to say that she was responsible. She knew what was going on. She was uh, she aided. Uh, you know, she knew all the people who were. She knew what was going on. It said her name is Ermgard Irm, Furchner, a 97 year old Nazi secretary. <laughs> Hello, excuse me, uh, Adolf. Do you need that typed up for you? Because I will do it. I'm your secretary. <laughs> anyway. Uh, it says she's been on trial for over a year now. Uh, the prosecutor says in closing arguments that these proceedings are of outstanding historical significance. Um, and it says she's alleged to have aided and abetted those in charge of the camp in the systematic killing of those in prison there between June of 43 and April of 45 in her function as a stenographer. She was a typist. Ooh, she's the fastest typist Nazi ever. <laughs> I can type a hundred words a minute. Ask me to type kill the Jews. I can do it very quickly. <laughs> anyway, uh, so she's on trial. But here's the thing. This is what I find absolutely unbelievable. Okay? And I'm going to find it here. Ah, this is this is the po point that I find actually humorous. Or I, it's just it's just whatever. It's just another – it says here, Furchner – Hasn't um, it says she hasn't responded to the charges. Of course, she keeps her mouth shut. <laughs> um, and it says here, oh, it says Furchner is being tried in a juvenile court because she was under 21 at the time of the alleged crimes. Hello. <laughs> oh, that's funny. 97 years old being tried in a juvenile court. Oh, that's, what, what, that's, are you, what, what are they going to do? Great. Put her in juvie hall with a bunch of teenagers? Are you kidding me? Is this? Justice for the, the the Jews that got murdered. You're gonna try a 97 year old woman as a juvenile because she was under 21 when she when she helped exterminate our black brothers and sisters. <laughs> I mean, what is going on in this world? What does I the Bible say about that, Lenny? I say, uh, you know, a 97 year old lady. It's too little, too late. We got to get the Nazis who are hanging around right now. A, a present danger, those kind of Nazis, plenty of them. It's easy to deal with some 97-year-old lady. That was a long time ago. Yeah, but she's being tried as, an, as, a, as a minor. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a joke. 
I mean, I don't know. I, I can only laugh. I can either laugh or cry, and I choose to laugh. Is that not an insane story? That's a good one. Steve, you always come up with these good stories. I can't find stories like that in Israel. Everything is so serious here. Well, um, look, uh, you got to scowl, uh, scowl. I don't know. You got to hunt. You got to hunt for news stories like you hunt down the uh, the Nazis. Um, here's a good quick story you're going to like. Uh, uh, we'll do. Here's a light story for lighten up. Ready now? How much? What's the most? What's the most? Uh, most you've paid for shoes? Oh gee, uh, fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. Okay, so that's the most. That's the most you've paid for shoes. Okay. Here you go. Uh, here's a pair of shoes that went on um, auction. It's a pair of sandals. Ready? 1970 sandals worn by Steve Jobs auctioned for $218,000. Do you believe that? They must be pretty good sandals. <laughs> it says the California house where Steve Jobs co-founded Apple is a historical site. And now the sandals he wore while pacing its floors have been sold for nearly $220,000, according to an auction house. Uh, there are well-used brown suede Birkenstocks dating to the mid-70s set a record for the highest price ever paid for a pair of sandals. Uh, and it says here the cork and jute footbed retains the imprint of Steve Jobs' feet. So there's a picture of the shoes here, and you can still see – you know how when you wear sandals all day and then you take them off, you could see the imprint of your foot? Uh-huh. And you're, So here they show they've, they've Steve Jobs' feet imprinted on the sandals. And the shoes sold for two hundred, basically $218,000. Now that is, that is one I, hell pair of a shoe. <laughs> I guess the guy feels he's walking in his footsteps. You know, He's walking in his shoes. It's very symbolic. <laughs> Hi-oh! Lenny with the joke! <laughs> Um, it says here the sandals were only expected to bring in about $60,000, but the final sale uh, was $218,750. Um, the buyer is not named, of course, because you know what? If, if it's found out that he that he bought a pair of sandals for $220,000, um, I mean, what a schmuck. His wife's probably going to kill him. What are you talking about? The whole reason to buy it is to show people. I mean, they don't buy it to wear it. Isn't that the whole point? These are Steve Jobs sandals. That's what I know, but they I mean, buy it for. It's just so weird, and his footprint is still in it. It's like, I don't know, where, 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 where are you going to put them on, like, your shelf? I, it's just like a pair of stinky sandals. I wonder if the smell is still there. Do you think Do you think he smelled the sandals at all? Maybe they're auctioning off the smell. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Lenny, you kill me. Uh, all right. Um, let's see, what else do we got? What time is it? Oh, okay, we're going we're gonna to wrap it up soon. Let's see. Let's do... Uh, Oh, here, here's a story now that we did what well, we couldn't do last week because we did it when we thought the show was going on the air, but it never went on the air. So I'm going to say it again. I got another Florida man story. Now, our audience loves Florida man. And I know you're not familiar with Florida man, are you? No, uh, I know you're referring to Trump, but that's uh, <laughs> I didn't know you have references to Florida man before this. Right. There's a story. I'm not going to go into it. Our audience knows who's Florida man. Um, but here's a great Florida man story. It says Florida man allegedly stole a boat to return to Cuba, <laughs> says he dislikes living in the United States. Hi, oh, <laughs> that's how bad it is in America, where Cubans are fleeing to go back to a communist country because it's so bad because of Joe Biden. Hey, 
You're you're fleeing my own country. You're going back to communism. <laughs> what do you yeah, think of the, that? The, I say the traffic is in the other direction. Unfortunately, we we need a lot more going back. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, I'm just trying to says here a Miami man was arrested earlier this month uh, after deputies said he stole a sixteen thousand dollar commercial fishing boat and he tried to take it back to Cuba. His name is Christian Torres Perez. <laughs> See, I want to go back to Cuba because Joe Biden sucks. <laughs> uh, he dislikes living in the United States when they arrested him. That's what he said. <laughs> oh, my God. That's how bad it is in America. God God help us all. <laughs> oh, Lenny. Oh, Lenny, Lenny, Laner. It says a tanker picked him up and it, it identified as uh, Torres Perez. Uh, the U.S. Coast Guard picked him up. Um, did, they let him, did they let him leave? Because they all <laughs> let him in. We know they let him in. The question is if they let him leave. No. They brought him back and said, you know what? We're going to make you suffer in Joe Biden's world. Ah! It's like we all have to suffer. Lenny, Lenny. We are down to our last 30 seconds. Did you have a good time on Israel News Talk Radio? I want to thank you for being my guest host. Did you have fun? It was lots of fun. Lots of fun. Thank you, Stephen. It was tremendous. Any, anything you want to say to our listeners real quickly I where they can wanna, find you? Yeah. So Lenny Goldberg Bible Classes, if you want to get a real handle on the Bible, put some meat on the bones, the stories you might have heard before, get the true commentary on the Bible, the most important book ever written. It was written with divine inspiration. You can't get a better book than that. That's Beats right. all the literature out there. Check out got, the, uh, the podcast. Lenny Check out the podcast. Passages. You can find them on Spotify or Anchor. Thank you very much, everybody. Shavua Tov! If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel. Plus, little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, this is Jake in Anchorage, Alaska, and I love listening to all the super interesting interviews and up-to-date information on what's happening in Israel. Hello, this is Anna King, originally from London, now living in Israel. And what can I say? Israel News Talk Radio is my cup of tea. My name is Bhaskar. I'm from India, and I love listening because you get to know the truth and wonderful voices from this lovely country. Mom! Okay, wait a minute. Hi, this is Chava Dax, and I'm calling for the rolling hills of Malaya Dumim, just north of Jerusalem. I always listen to Israel News Talk Radio to get all the latest news and commentary and to keep me up to date every day. This is Sarah Dax from Malaya Dumim, and I'm 12. I wish Israel News Talk Radio was boring so my mom wouldn't listen to it all the time. Mom! You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. 
You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. 